the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we're here to talk about Pixar. Yes. So Matt, well, so Onward has been released to Disney Plus very kindly. I think Disney is mm-hmm. really the only source that's been like, you know what? Let's give the people what they want, free movies. And it's working. So I watched Onward and Matt was like, well, we already talked about it a little bit. So let's do a Pixar ranking. And I was like, fine, <laughs> that's easy enough. I'll do the rankings. Matt sends me his email with his rankings. And I was frankly shocked. So here we are to work through my issues, hopefully help Matt realize some of his wrongs and really just unpack who hurt him as a child and what <laughs> happened to his, to his taste somewhere in there. Did you Had you seen all of these movies <laughs> Ahead of Onward, or did you have to go back and watch a couple? I hadn't seen Brave. I had purposely avoided that my whole life. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And Cars 3. So I watched those, which I think yeah. were the same as yours. Yeah, I had to watch Brave and Cars 3 and, oh. um, the, good and the Good Dinosaur. Those were the three that I had not, yeah. I had not seen yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Pixar has 22 movies now. And obviously, they're a household name. They've been around since, I guess, what is the first one technically? Is it A Bug's Life? Toy Story is the oh, first Toy one, Story 1995. Yes, yeah, so 22 movies. What's your been your relationship with them? Because, frankly, I realized this in preparing for this episode that I've never been like a hardcore Pixar person like obviously I'm not like oh they suck it's just like I've always preferred like Disney animated films to most of the Pixar films like I think Mulan is better than any Pixar movie hands down Ooh, well that that <laughs> in and of itself is a hot take right that there that is my hot take um, I'm proud of it <laughs> I feel like Pixar is an interesting entity because I think most people have seen most have seen the majority yeah. of Pixar movies and I don't think there's another like studio or series or like set of movies that the same quantity of people have seen especially given that there's 22 of them. It's like mm. and I don't think that people go out of their way to like you know, watch them just because they're Pixar movies. They're just movies that people generally go see because they're known for really high quality. Like I was looking at the, at their Rotten Tomatoes scores and almost every single one has a score that's higher than 75%, which is crazy. They have so many movies in the nineties. It's ridiculous. But personally, I mean, I grew up when Pixar movies were coming out, you know, like the first one came out in 1995, I would have been four. So I don't think I saw Toy Story in theaters, but like these were movies that we had on VHS or DVD in our house. I've, I saw most of them in theaters. Um, there was a phase where like when I was in college that I didn't see a couple of those ones that came out sort of in a row. But, um, but yeah, other, and I think as an adult, like they get nominated for a lot of Oscars. So I've gone yeah. out of my way to see the ones that have come out recently. So in general, I wouldn't say that I'm like a crazy Pixar fan, but there are a lot of these movies that I am a big fan of. So, yeah. um, like there's a couple that I don't <laughs> like as much, but for the most part, I really like all of these movies. Well, and it's interesting because I feel like Pixar's thing, like is originality like i think a lot of people value the like quality there's this like idea of like they have these like beautiful ideas like you have inside out which is a totally new original idea and it's a children's film but it feels so like grown up and then 
obviously we have the upcoming soul which i think is getting a lot of hype but what's interesting to me is that pixar most of the films at least i mean only eight of the films have been non-serious you know like most of the films have become franchises and yet that's something they sort of like pretend they're not about like i don't know like i feel like there's a lot of like oh like we have original ideas but then you have four toy stories you have three cars um you have two incredibles and then you have monsters university as a prequel to monsters inc so it's like they are regurgitating some of these ideas and cars itself is like a whole branding thing that's basically just to get kids to buy merchandise i swear I mean, you can tell that there was definitely like a shift in their thought at some point, because if you run through the order, it's Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, which I mean, like, okay, there's a sequel there. But then you have Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, WALL-E, and Up before you get to like the first real like sequel in Toy Story 3. And then after that, you have Toy Story 3, Cars 2, another sequel, Brave Monsters University, another sequel. You have Finding Dory, Cars 3, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4. There's so many sequels in the back half. And I think that now they've realized that some of their weaker films were all of these sequels so that like with onward and soul they're heading back towards original stuff and i don't i don't i haven't heard of any new projects that are sequels to pixar movies have you i think i think that they're done with that for the time being at least no one's calling for a good dinosaur sequel you know what i'm saying so (laughs) i think they've tapped out on good good sequel ideas but let's get into this ranking um So, yeah, I mean, there's 22 films. And do you want to tell the people what you ranked things by? Is it purely your own love for it? Is there some element of quality to it? It's always hard when you're ranking things from your childhood because I feel like the the nostalgia of it and how much you liked as a kid, like, filters into how much you like it as an adult. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think that there's with maybe one or two exceptions that there's like a bad film in this mix. I think they're all pretty good. So at a certain point, it just comes down to like preference and maybe like little things that you tweak here or there. This isn't for me like the, I mean, in the other rankings that we've done, like our, when we rank the pilots or when we rank the um, the movies at the end mm-hmm. of the year, there's like such a large group at the bottom that are just like terrible where <laughs> this, I don't think that's the case. I think there's maybe like three or four at the bottom that we can probably agree, like didn't need to happen. And then for the most part, I think that they're good. So I was that mostly is ranking so on preference, interesting, but cause it's... I feel like I was looking at this list and I was like, man, like the all, like the last eight movies, I just don't like, like honestly, <laughs> It was a race to the bottom for me with, like, at least, yeah, let's say eight movies. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. I And I don't mean it And to you're be telling like... me that I'm the one who has hot <laughs> takes here? And you're the one saying, yeah. like, oh, half well, of Pixar movies aren't good? I was You were like, who should do the rankings? Like, who will have, be more surprised by this? And I was like, well, I'll just do them because I don't care that much. Like, frankly, I just don't. It's not that I'm like, these are awful films and I hate them. It's just like, I don't feel anything for these bottom eight movies. But then I saw your <laughs> ranked list and it just, you know, it just took me by surprise. I don't know if it's necessarily terrible. It's just, frankly, shocking. But let's get into it because, yes, at the bottom, I think we can agree. Um, it was a toss up. You had Cars 2 and I had Cars 3. So... So so those tied at the bottom? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I think Cars 2 is a significantly worse movie than Cars 3. <laughs> Cars 2, if you remember, has the... This Cars... Cars 1, which I mean we'll get to at some point, is Lightning McQueen is a big time race car driver who ends up for some reason or other in a small town and it's sort of like yeah. we learn from each other yeah. and then cars too and there in cars itself the first one doesn't have like that much racing in it which i think <laughs> that they thought going into cars too we need more racing so it's this grand prix around the world and mater the like dumb tow truck sidekick turns into like a a bumbling spy it's it, this is by far the lowest ranked rotten tomato score it only has a 39 percent. where cars 3 has a 70 percent. so i don't know yeah. cars 2 for me was just terrible i hated it and it was easily at the bottom of my list but why didn't you like cars 3 well i think my problem is that i saw cars 2 a couple of years ago, so I frankly didn't remember it that much. Whereas watching mm-hmm. Cars Three was a very painful experience to me, so I just I immediately put it at the bottom because I just I don't like these films. I feel like it just feels dumb. Like I think they've just they've realized the only thing that appeals to the children for these movies is just the character voices and like the dumb mater jokes. So there's none of the like richness of like layers that you usually get well, with a Pixar movie. But that's the weird thing about Cars 3. Cars 2 is exactly that. It's just dumb jokes and race car driving. Cars 3 is like a retirement story. <laughs> there, it's, there's not actually that much racing. And it's all sort of about like Lightning McQueen getting old and having to grapple with the decision of like when do you quit something when you're kind of getting old and can't do it at your best which is not a feeling that i think anyone younger than 18 experiences (laughs) so i don't understand why they thought that was a good angle for a children's movie Mm. like i think it sort of made the movie better than cars 2 but as far as like a decision making process i don't know who was in charge of letting cars 3 happen because it doesn't make sense in any way shape or form yeah but they have their own world at disneyland so yeah i mean the the, the product placement is, is big. <laughs> um, okay, so if those are tied for the bottom, then what is our yeah. number 20 movie? Um, probably unsurprising to everyone, it's Brave, which is a, is a bad movie. I mean, you had it number two, as did I. So Yeah, number 21. Yeah, sorry, um, number 21. Yeah, I mean, Brave was just... <laughs> I knew it was I knew it was one of those like um uh I don't want to marry who you're telling me to mom I want to marry who I want to marry which is like a story that we've heard 9 million times <laughs> and I was hoping that there would be some kind of extra something there but there really wasn't the mom turns into I a mean, bear the mom turns into a bear that's and pretty but extra. like that's not I don't know. I just found it doesn't really have any interesting beats. At the end, you get to like the mother understands the daughter. The daughter understands the mother. We should be able to marry whoever we want. Like, bravo. Yes, this is not (laughs) anything groundbreaking. I think that I think that Pixar wanted a princess movie. And this was like the easiest, dumbest way to get to it. So, yeah, bad movie. Yeah, I frankly thought I was going to maybe enjoy it. Like, I'd obviously heard it wasn't good. Like, most people don't like it. But I was like, well, I mean, it's like girl power. Like, maybe I'll enjoy it. But it was a total slog. It was really painful to get through. And it was just like, 
dull. Like there was nothing rich or interesting about it, I guess. And the thing that Disney movies, Disney princess movies have in them, I mean, some of them are more interesting than others, but they all have at least good music. So even if it's a basic storyline, yeah. there's fun songs in it. We're brave. None of the Pixar movies <laughs> have have music elements to them. I mean, other than like yeah. scores. So right. there wasn't even that to judge it up where for like Frozen or Tangled, you know, at least have some catchy tunes in it. So, yeah, Brave yeah. deserves to be at the bottom. I agree. Yeah, so that was our trio of, um, you know, things we agree on. And then we move into the 20th spot, which was a hot take for you, I'd say. I mean, I'm not a fan, but you had up at 19. I put it at 16, so it ended up in the bottom four. This was a source of contention with my husband and I. He really loves this film. I have always hated it. I think it's I think the thing that saves it is its opening 10-minute sequence and its score. If you ask anyone who loves Up why they love Up, they will reference those two things. But if you ask them to explain the plot, they will not remember it. And that is why it is a bad movie. Yeah. I, I, on, when you said that my list was weird, I honestly thought that this is, was going to be the thing that yeah. you would argue with me most about <laughs> because I do know people who like Up, but I also know a lot of people who don't like Up. And I think it's a fine movie, but yeah, it's that first eight-minute sequence, and then I couldn't tell you what happens once the house gets blown up. I like, yeah. or has the balloons go up. I went and read the summary on Wikipedia and was like, okay, I do remember a talking dog. I do remember that bird. But like, yeah. on Honestly, there wasn't anything was in nonsense. the last hour and a half of it that I felt like was that exciting. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, it has beautiful music. Congratulations, you can listen to it. But that doesn't make it a great movie or a great Pixar movie. Like, it's original, but that just means that it has a lot of dumb plot elements. Like, I'm a dog person, but I was very irritated by the talking dogs, like the evil dogs. There's a moment where the evil dogs, like, attack a dog and maybe throw him off a blimp and that really <laughs> that really stuck with me in a bad way I it just left a bad taste in my mouth I'm like this is a children's film how dare you but yeah I mean I've never cared for up it's a huge deal I think people I mean it, it became like a huge you know I don't know cultural moment the like dead <laughs> the sad pre the opening well, monologue it, like it was nominated it. for best picture not just best animated film but best picture yeah. which you know only a couple Shocking. pixar movies have gotten that um like i mean i it's very beautiful and i think that there there's a phase within pixar in their like middle section where they have a a number of these movies that you can tell they're really flexing their like animation chops. Yeah. And I think up is one of those. Cause there's a lot of beautiful animation in it, but I think the story is lacking um, yeah. where their earlier movies, when the animation wasn't as good, I think relied more heavily on the story element of it to carry it where up. Yeah. I don't think does that. Yeah, and then similarly, I think rounding out this bottom list is Wally, which I put at 18 and you had at 16. Again, this came out, I think, right after Up or right before Up. So it was in that like golden age of like these weird standalone Pixar films. Wally is the story of the lone robot on Earth who meets an I don't know, Eva or whatever. And then they end up in space and everyone's fat and like, whatever. It felt very 
political in a weirdly dumb way. Like it wasn't saying anything, but it was like, look at us. Aren't we saying something? You know, it felt very self-congratulatory. This is wild to me because I (laughs) thought when you said that my list was weird, the two things that I thought was you're going to have like your list is going to be like Wally number one up number two. And that's what you're going to be complaining about. So the fact that you didn't like either of these movies and probably like them less than me. I'm now like, what possibly on this (laughs) list could she be picking at? Yeah. I mean, again, Wally, Wally is a beautiful movie, but the first like 40 minutes is just him wandering around and it's, (laughs) and the score is great and it's very pretty, but it is not an engaging movie and I think again if you ask people what the second half of this movie is it's like oh well there's fat people but like (laughs) what else like you can't you can't tell me anything there's no quotes from this movie that anybody knows because most of the characters don't talk like right right? (laughs) yeah it would be I think this would have made like a beautiful Pixar short that people would have been in love with forever but as far as a lo- as a feature film i think it's just a bit too long so yeah so i had it at yeah. 16 again though i think we're at the point where like wally and up are not necessarily bad movies at least in my opinion they're just not nearly as good as some of these other movies that i think are phenomenal so yeah i mean we still have a few more to go but yeah i yes i mean in that camp for me and this was sort of when i knew matt's take on Pixar would leave me disappointed. Um, One of the films you had to watch was The Good Dinosaur, which came out in um, 2015. So it's been a few years and you've avoided it. And um, Rob and I actually saw this in theaters and you tweeted your excitement about it. (laughs) I had this at 19. You had it at 13, which is right around the middle of Pixar movies. Yeah, care to explain? I mean, just curious. (laughs) One, I feel like the good dinosaur, they're like Pixar's marketing or something was not doing a good job on this. I feel like there was no hype for it when it came (laughs) out. Nobody, like, I think if you sat down and said, like, 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 list all of the Pixar movies that they couldn't tell you the good dinosaur. Like, I think that not very many people saw it, but it has a 76%. So it's not like it's a terrible movie. Anyways, I went into it. I had, this was the last one I watched. So I just watched Cars 3 and Brave. So I felt like I was going into this being like, okay, this is going to be bad. And it was clever to me because it's basically a Western just with dinosaurs instead of all of the classic Western tropes. (laughs) And it's a lot more like, dark than I thought it was going to be. It's sort of violent in some places. I don't know. So it was doing something that's different than what Pixar normally does. And I was sort of into it on some levels. (laughs) I mean, again, I ranked it 13. So it wasn't my favorite Pixar movie ever. No. But when when I was comparing it to some of these sequels that we haven't got to yet, which I'm guessing you liked more than I did, (laughs) um, I thought, oh, well, at least The Good Dinosaur is like an original concept. And also, The Good Dinosaur is very beautiful. It's like set out in the West sort of-ish, I think. That's what the landscape looks like. And it's a very, like, picturesque scene. And and there's a lot of beautiful shots of, like, the long-necked dinosaur, like, walking across, you know, some grand mountainous vista. So, I don't know. I like it. I mean, I think the problem with it is it's just so uneven. Like, the tone just kept switching. Like you said, some of it was very dark, and then some of it was, like, very 
slapstick slash surrealist. Like there's an entire drug sequence scene where it's like, oh yeah, just this Very strange, strange. out of body meant to be super funny moment, and it. And it is very weird and memorable. But then at the end, you're like, what were they like aiming for? Like, it was just all over the place for me that it just felt messy and like half finished for the quality you usually expect from a Pixar movie. Also, this might be going into the weeds a little bit, but there the basic plot is that the good dinosaur, I can't remember what his name is, Theo, maybe or something. I don't know. He's like a fraidy cat. Everybody else in his family is braver than he is. And so it's a story of growth as he like goes through this journey and becomes a braver person, which I think is a good plot. But they add in this weird element of like everybody in the family has to put their footprint on the (laughs) side of the silo. And you can only put your footprint on the silo when you like do something brave. So even though his like father dies and he gets washed away in a flood and has to travel like hundreds of miles back to his family, which you think is enough of a narrative by itself mm-hmm. we also have this weird thing where the whole time he's like i just want to put my footprint on the side of the silo and it's like no one cares about that like <laughs> literally no one cares that should have been That's cut like from the, the only movie. emotional the only emotional like string in it like otherwise what's the what's the physical thing he's gonna do when he gets home like you need that sort of it's just it's like homeward head. bound you don't need <laughs> It's like you're you're home. That's the thing. It's like there should be an emotional scene with like the mom thought you were dead, but now you're back sort of a situation. Not like, okay, well, mom, like I'm excited to see you, mom, but I'm more excited (laughs) to put this footprint on the side of the barn. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting concern. But I, I mean, you watched it. So that's one more view that they probably never will get again. So. (laughs) good for you okay Um, what's up next yeah so next uh in spot 17 we have the original cars you have this at 17 i have it at 13 i think purely because i remember laughing a lot (laughs) i haven't rewatched it since i was a kid i mean when did this come out like i guess i was probably in 2006 yeah but i have fond memories of it so i gave it a little higher spot yeah, I were I mean I liked Cars. I think Cars is a good movie. Um there're just other movies that I thought were funnier or more poignant than Cars, so I yeah. didn't rank it high, but also I think that Cars is sort of I guess it's it's neither like fish nor fowl where there's some movies that I think are really funny in Pixar's lineups and there's some movies that are really like gut wrenching and this really doesn't do either of those things. It's sort of just like a normal like movie. I don't know. So I put it at 17, but I don't hate it. I like it fine. Yeah, I think the one thing Cars truly has going for it is like the voice work. Like I really think what's his face? (laughs) Oh, Owen Wilson did a good job. I think like you see in some Pixar movies, like some of the ones we're about to get to, that not everyone is a great voice actor. Um, But I think these characters were very memorable because of the energy that the cast brought. So, Yeah, there are some celebrities who I think they get who just like are not maybe as good as they think (laughs) that they are, but they're a big name. (laughs) Also, the soundtrack of Cars is really good. I'll say that as well. It has a good soundtrack. Um, yeah, so okay. then we get to number 16, um, which is Toy Story 4, which I think we did an episode about, obviously. We talked about the Toy Stories. Um, 
Toy Story 4 we talked about with our rankings where it's just sort of like we forgot about it by the end of the show. So you had it at 15, I had it at 12, and um, here it sits. Yeah, I mean, it was the most meh of, like, I remember liking it when I saw it, but again, it's all gone from my mind. Even reading over the summary, I was like, okay, like, sure, but (laughs) there are so many other movies on this list that, like, I could recite to you beat by beat what happens, and Toy Story 4 just was not that. So, yeah, 15 for me. stunning uh, animated achievements, but other than that, it was just like, why did they do this? It's uh, dollar signs, so... Um, moving into a, I think one of the first like big sequels, I mean, aside from Toy Story 2, um, Monsters University, which you have at 12 and I had at 14. Um, this came out like what, 2013? So sort of a, on the downward end of Toy Story. I mean, uh, coming after Brave, that's what it feels like. There was a dip. There was a, there was a slight dip in Pixar quality. And I think Monsters U kind of bridged that gap. I felt nothing watching it, but. So I loved Monsters, Inc., which we'll get to later. Um, And so I was really excited for Monsters University. It came out the summer that I was in Austria working at a refugee camp over there. And so I went into Vienna on like a day off and found a movie theater to go see this just because I I, I wanted to watch it. And I think that I was more emotionally attached to it because like it was something from home. Uh, it was like characters that I connected with. Also, it's all about college and being in fraternities in college which i was in at the time so there was like a resonance of connection to it for me but ultimately it's again a weird choice for pixar because if you're trying to make a kids movie i don't understand why you make a movie about like college frat hazing (laughs) which kids aren't going to understand like Right. I thought it was funny and it worked in some ways for me, but it wasn't like a classic Pixar movie by any stretch. And I sort of felt like we could have, like, I'm fine with it, but we also could have never needed this. I don't know, like, why we had to have it. Yeah, I couldn't tell you a single thing about the plot. Like, I honestly don't remember anything about it. Except that they sort of retro retcon a couple of things from the original Monsters, Inc. to, like, fit the narrative of this college experience. I remember people being upset about that, but again. Well, the other thing is, like, the whole plot of the original has to do with, like, getting the screams and these kids and going into the kids' world and whatever. And this is basically all monster stuff because it's before they graduated and went to work as, like, scare people. Mm-hmm. So... I just don't, it, it isn't using the good parts of Monsters, Inc. It's just, I don't know, it's a weird yeah. movie. Yeah, a strange choice. Um, Next up at spot 14, we finally crack your top 10. You had it at 10, I had it at 15. It's the newest Pixar movie, Onward, which I frankly found so <laughs> forgettable. I really didn't enjoy this. I mean... I didn't, like, have high hopes for it, I guess, but I thought, like most Pixar movies, it would surprise me, maybe. I really did not like Tom Holland in this. I did not think he brought anything to the table. I thought he was so bad at his voice. I mean, I didn't really feel either way about Tom Holland. I I liked the 
I really liked the world building that was Mm-mm. going on here of these. It's like a mythical world, but they don't have magic anymore. So they are acting like they're normal people. You know, it's, it's like a fantasy world, but it feels like a real person world at the same time, which I thought was an interesting thing I'd never seen before. And also, I really loved how it's a story about brothers, which... Yeah. I I don't know. I that's not a relationship I feel like you see done well in movies very often. Yeah. And so I really as someone who has two brothers, I really like appreciated that that they focused on that relationship in that way. Sure. Um but yeah, otherwise I mean, yeah. it was interesting like Rob and I were watching it. <laughs> I don't know if he'll like me telling this story. But he was like, this is basically like a DreamWorks movie. Like, neither of us liked it. We thought it was kind of boring. We thought the world building was kind of weak. The humor was sort of, like, not there for us. Like, it just felt very shallow in, like, a kiddie way. Like, it wasn't that, like, smart humor you tend to get in Pixar movies. But then in the last, like, 10 minutes, I look over and Rob is just, like, weeping. Like, just, like just tears streaming down his face because it has a very sweet tender ending and you know that's when Pixar really hits it out of the park is with these brutal gut punch endings I didn't really feel it here but yeah I can totally appreciate like the tenderness of that like brother relationship and whatnot so suddenly this movie skyrocketed in Rob's opinion and it just like fizzled in mine so it was fine, I think. Yeah. I had a, I had a similar <laughs> sense where throughout most of it, I was like, okay, this is good, but like not necessarily because you think you sort of know where it's going. And then in the end, there's kind of a twist and it's really like heartbreaking in some ways. And it's about this brother relationship that I think is is usually not a relationship that's very emotional. Like I think people try to take the emotion out of that connection. And so when you get to like see it all, I don't know. I I was, I was taken with this more than I was taken again with some of these sequels that we're going to get into, which I felt like were less doing less things for me. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it stacks up in the ongoing Pixar universe. I think like it performed okay for being on the brink of a a global pandemic but um i mean it's still fairly low for a pixar film you know which usually gets in the 90s on rotten tomatoes and whatnot but yeah it was fine it it's there to watch and uh it's something new so (laughs) enjoy that um and then we have in spot 13 another sequel you have it at 14 i have it at 10 it's finding dory which was a serviceable sequel. It's obviously the sequel to Finding Nemo. Uh, Dory, I don't remember the plot exactly. 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 She ends up in an aquarium and they go to rescue her and she, you know, whatever. Um, But I thought, I really enjoy, and this might be giving away some of my top slots, but I really love Finding Nemo. And I think the animation is gorgeous. I think the story and the original is just beautiful finding dory had some of that but obviously leaned way more into the humor of ellen degeneres's character dory so it was just fine 
Yeah, I mean, I remember watching this and thinking, oh, this is a really good movie. Like, I really like this. But then I could not tell you one thing about it <laughs> other than at some point they end up in an aquarium with somebody who's played by Caitlin Olsen. Like, that's the only thing that I remembered from this whole movie. So I went back and, like, read the summary and sort of was trying to figure out, like, why I liked it. But I ended up putting it right next to Toy Story 4 because I felt like they were both movies that I I liked, but they just had no lasting impact on me. Right. Where some of the where the ones that I ranked in the top ten are movies that like I will remember for longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you probably felt the same about our next one, which is Incredibles two, which you had at a shocking eighteen, and I had at number five. I don't understand why oh you hate this gosh. movie so much. I I didn't I mean I I didn't like this movie last year either but I'm I don't remember did we do an episode on Incredibles 2 or maybe that came out before we I think that must have came out before we, we started episode. yeah cuz it came out in June 2018 yeah, yeah so that would have been like a month or so before we but um yeah I mean I thought it was really predictable I didn't think that it was that interesting or do any doing anything that exciting I liked I mean, there was some, like, the animation I thought was really good, but ultimately, yeah, it just, like, did nothing for me. I just think Incredibles 2, it was filmed or created, like, 10 years after the first one, so it was a long gap. But they did a smart thing where they weren't, like, trying to either do a 10 years later situation, it picks up right after the first film, it gives, like it feels more mature in that it's meant for audiences who grew up with it primarily. And I feel like it's a very smart action film. Like if this was a real, like a human action film, like the action sequences are just like amazing. Like with um, Elastigirl, like chasing a train and this big yacht, like try speeding towards the city. Like I really think it's just a very stunning achievement but on top of that it was just so fun and high stakes and I thought it was just such a interesting angle for a Pixar movie which usually feels much more kitty you know like a lot more lowish stakes but I just I really liked it I mean when it first came out I was like is this better than the original Incredibles like I liked I liked oh, the beat gosh, with no. Elastigirl like getting her chance in the sun I liked the whole making fun of Mr. Incredible for having to be this dad role. I thought the teenage daughter was such a fresh, like, relatable, emotional thing. You have, like, the you, them realizing that Jack-Jack has powers. Like, I really just, I loved everything about it. I really do. As I'm talking about it, I'm more excited and I want to rewatch it. I I think I, I liked the original so much that I think this was a disappointment. And then also, I think that part of the reason why I like this movie less is because it was pitted against the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for the whole right. award season, which I yeah. loved so much that then I just kept comparing this to that. And that is an amazing movie that I think is yeah. better than probably a big chunk oh, of yeah. the stuff that's on this Pixar list. So... I don't know. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of forgettable. Like I couldn't really tell you the plot of that movie other than well, the other than that you. he has to stay at home. <laughs> um but okay, I'm looking at my list now and what? We we're we're at the top ten. We're at the top ten. We only have ten left. Yes. Yes, that's right. And and all of those are in my top eleven. So I'm confused <laughs> as to how 
weird just, my takes could be, but I will get to it. There's just some questions. But next up, you dragged this way up. It's Ratatouille, which you have at number six and I had at 17 because frankly... You didn't like Ratatouille? Oh my gosh. That's a hot no. take, Shelby. That's a hot take it's on you. That, that is not a hot take. take on People hot love take. Ratatouille. People yeah, love well, Ratatouille. It's so funny. It's so beautiful. It's about a rat that's making food. It's just what's appealing about that? Because it's because it's a funny rat, and they're like gaslighting it's the disgusting. the head cook. Shelby, this feels like a classist issue to me. I feel no, like it's this, a speciesist this is, this issue. Is, if anything, you're you're coming across um, as a little bourgeoisie, and I don't think it's looking <laughs> good on you. Yeah, no, I think I was just like very confused watching this. I was like, how did this idea get off the like get funding? Like, it's a rat who cooks food. And what's more than that, nothing really happens. Like, it's a very quiet film, which I think some people like. It's very for some quiet. Reason. Like, there's low stakes. But I was just like, I don't, I don't find this interesting at all. There was a phase where there was a bunch of like sort of rodenty movies that came out around Ooh. the same time. So I don't like that. There was that, um, that what was it the, where the mouse is like a James Bond? There's like a James Bond mouse that what? I think maybe is a DreamWorks movie. I have no it's idea, an animated frankly. movie where it's and I think he gets flushed down a toilet. Oh my I'm looking this up. There's a yeah, and then there's the um, then there's the one with Bruce Willis where he's a raccoon and they're all like breaking into people's houses. Matt, I honestly think these are fever dreams that you're missing. James Bond mouse movie. I'm looking this up. I swear this is a thing. I James am Bond. worried you might have coronavirus. Now this is now this is saying doctor. No, <laughs> what is this? I swear this is a movie. You this is not giving me have anything. Been having vivid dreams. It's and animated. You animated were thinking movie. about Pixar, and you thought of an idea, and now you've imagined it to be real. What is this movie? This, this is giving me nothing. But I, I don't swear, even there's know the raccoon one you're talking about. Like okay, mouse movies animated (laughs) i'm looking this up (laughs) i refuse to the rescuers it's not the rescuers yeah flushed away flushed away 2006 ratatouille came out in 2007 and let me find this bruce willis um well what's flushed away like who made that wait okay wait just a second let me let me find the the bruce willis raccoon that's also a movie. Um, that is what on Over Earth the Hedge, two thousand and six. Also, Over oh, the Hedge. I did see Over the Hedge. I okay, never I don't remember it being about a raccoon. The main character is a raccoon, and they're like breaking into people's houses. Flushed oh. Away is two thousand and six. It's a DreamWorks movie, hmm. starring Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, Bill Nighy, Ian McKellen. You know, let's not get too distracted. The point is, Ratatouille exists. People <laughs> like it. I didn't. <laughs> That's the story. I mean, I read some Pixar lists, and not everyone loves Ratatouille, so. Yeah, but I don't think that it's a hot take for me to put Ratatouille 6. Oh, right, 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 right. No, I don't think that's not. that hot of a take. Okay, moving um, on. Next, yeah, number nine. So, number nine, we have Toy Story 3, which you have at 5. I have at 11, because... I'm going to be honest, and I talked about this on my Toy Story episode, so it's not that hot take, but um, I just don't care about Toy Stories. Like, I just, I don't care about this franchise. Okay, 
This is again, Shelby, a you issue, not a me issue. I'm feeling very vindicated so far. Toy Story oh, yeah. 3 was nominated for a Best Picture. I think it's it has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well, if we're going by Rotten it Tomatoes won, scores, I mean, I point yeah, out they that all. The Incredibles 2 has like 95%, so... Well, everything is Let in the, the 90s, show. so really you can't, you can't like really compare too much with that. Um, yeah. I mean... Toy Story 3, I think, was a movie that they made the first two Toy Stories. Then they did all of these other movies. People thought, why are they going back to make a sequel? This won't work. Um, We don't need this. And it was just perfectly timed because people who were kids when the first two came out would be like going off to college, like growing up when the third one came out. And it was just like such a gut punch at the end. Like I saw this with my mom. She was weeping. There's that scene in the furnace that is just like the most devastating thing you've ever seen. The I think it's really funny. All of your favorite characters are back in really interesting ways. And not like the fourth one, they split everybody up and they introduce too many new characters. But the third one, it feels like you're still focusing on that core group of characters that you liked from the first two. So I I have it at number five, just because the four that are above it, I think, have more connection to me. But mm-hmm. but I think Toy Story <laughs> 3 is a great is a great movie and I just and I love yeah. it. Yeah. No, people do love it and I'm happy for them. I just like I said, I and I don't mean this to be like, oh, I'm so much better than you. Like I don't feel special because I don't like mm-hmm. Toy Story. I just think I grew up with like the Disney, you know, the princess movies and like I just remember those so much more than the Toy Story films that I'd never had any attachment to it. So when Toy Story 3 came out, I was like, what is everyone going off well, on right now? You're also older than I am. Yeah, so, so much older. Maybe that's right. what it is. You're just like ancient. Yeah, well, in let's get into the time to drag map because at number 11 for you, you had Inside Out, which is probably one of the greatest Pixar movies ever made. So, like, would you care to explain to the class? Is this what I'm being dragged over? This Inside is one Out of, at like, four things. Yeah. Um, I'm just confused. Inside Out was super emotional, clever, different, original. The music's great. The voice acting is superb. Like, I don't know what could drag this down to bottom. Like, th- not even in your top 10. Like, what What I happened? This, this is, like, top half for me. I mean, I remember really liking this movie. But again, mm. I thought it was a little forgettable to me. What? Um, other than Bing Bong dying, I couldn't tell you the plot very well. Um, I don't know. I thought there okay, were... This is getting this is getting something out there for me. So you rank these based on the things, the plots you remember. So the ones you've revisited since they've been out for 20 years are ranked higher than the ones you saw once because they came out four Look, years ago. D- I I really did like Inside <laughs> Out, but when I'm compa- I mean at I this mean, point we're throwing we are like Rotten Tomato scores out. This one has ninety eight percent, and I think sat pretty at a hundred percent for quite a couple weeks. So at this point, all of the movies that are left are movies <laughs> that I like, that I really like, that I would so gladly watch over 11. a bunch of times. This is at eleven, yeah. and yes. we haven't gotten to some that are like, why is this not above this? You know, 
I said in the beginning that I like most Pixar movies, and Inside Out is one of those Pixar movies that I also really like. But there are some movies that I just had more of an emotional connection to, or thought were funnier, or have like just more connection to me as a human being that I could not rank Inside Out (laughs) higher than. Well, it was number two for me. I had a very like, I remember very vividly, like this movie came out in 2015. I had been like really like, anti-animated films for a few years because I felt like nothing had been like great and I was dragged to go see this with my friends and it was like it was so beautiful and it was just like the idea of it was just amazing to have this way to talk about our feelings like two children was just like oh my gosh it's genius level you know like it it deserves all the praise like this is exactly what Pixar claims it is it's like this original think house of like emotional ideas for children, like treating children like they can handle tough ideas. And Inside Out is like the perfect example of how that works. So, I mean, it deserves more than number 11. Let's just be honest. I I did not feel that same connection to. And that experience that you're describing, I had, but with a different Pixar movie <laughs> that we haven't got to yet. So Okay. Well, then we have... Um, in spot number seven, we have Finding Nemo, which you have at nine. And this was number three for me. Like this was almost number one. I was really was trying to figure out how I felt about it because Finding Nemo, first of all, hands down, the animation is just shockingly good. Like it's just beautiful. You also have that like gut punch of an opening sequence with his parents and like oh my gosh I can't even get into it and then you have like really fun you know characters like you have Dory you have the sharks you have the all sorts of fun things happening and I thought it was just so fun and clever that I just I really love this movie oh yeah I love Finding Nemo too it's so good (laughs) and so funny I mean I have it in number nine but these are Pixar movies these are all great movies um yeah the (laughs) Again, I think that part of it is just when you're like at this point, the 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 line between like number eight and number nine or between no, even number like three and number nine is so small that oh, I'm wow. judging these on like the smallest differences. And I thought that Finding Nemo was really a funny, fun movie, but there were just other move other movies that I liked more. Yeah. See, I think I'm passionate about exactly three Pixar movies. <laughs> And, and they're finding Nemo and Inside yeah. Out. <laughs> you didn't show enough love for my top three that I'm just infuriated. But next up, um, we have Toy Story 2, which I think we have pretty level. I mean, you have it at seven. I have it at four because I don't know. I guess I liked it more than the original. <laughs> but I, it's the, yeah, it's Toy Story 2. It's the first sequel of the bunch. It's an interesting story because... I don't think they originally thought they were going to do a Toy Story sequel, but then there was such a big response to it and they were like, well, we might as well. And so we got Toy Story 2, which is where Woody is separated um, and uh, you get a lot of good musical numbers, which I remember. And this is where, yeah, Woody gets like kidnapped, toy napped by like a toy collector. So he ends up with all of the other with Jesse and the and Bullseye and all of the the characters who are in his like TV franchise. Yeah. And then Buzz and the rest of them have to go save them. And 
it's just so fun. It's interesting because you're this is the first movie basically takes place in two houses across from each other. So they're toys, but they're not like in the real world where this one is opening it up a lot more where they're in an airport and they're in a you know, cars and they're trying to get across streets and they're in and they go to an actual toy store, which is really funny. Yeah. So just like the the way they expanded the world here is really clever. And you've seen Pixar do a lot of sequels now at this point. And I think Toy Story 2 is easily the best second movie that they have. Like they really yeah. nailed it with that one. And then I think they smartly stayed away from sequels for a while until Toy Story 3 came out and they thought, hey, we can do this. We're that good. <laughs> yeah. And then surprise, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, and Toy Story 2 benefits from a few years of, like, animation growth. So, like, compared to Toy Story, the animation in Toy Story 2 is, like, vastly superior just -hmm. because they have more to work with. So, I think that also helped my ranking. Um, So, then we get to a truly bonkers choice. I mean, I love it as much as the next person, but top three for you, um, A Bug's Life, which was at number eight for me. I am... I have questions. I mean, is this I really a top adore three? A Bug's Life. <laughs> I love A Bug's Life so much. Oh I think gosh. that it's so funny. It's like such a hilarious movie. I think it's so clever. I love this idea that the ants are trying to like fend off the grasshoppers, and the way they do this is by recruiting like a group of circus bugs who come and uh. sort of like have this whole ruse it's sort of a con man story in some ways i like how at the end they're all working together i just plus i think i saw this so many times as a kid it's like just ingrained in my mind and i i i mean i love so which character do you relate to the most well as a child i loved the fat caterpillar (laughs) with the german accent i was obsessed with him yeah um, which I mean may or may not say something to what I was like <laughs> as a child. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just one of those movies. It's so hard for me to separate a bug's life from how much I like a bug's life yeah. to look at it objectively as a movie that, I mean, my top three, really, I think like <laughs> two of them are movies that I just love so much shocking. from a child. And then yeah. one of them is like, I love as an adult, but yeah. yeah, it was, it was difficult to separate. Like I could have everything like pre Incredibles or pre um, finding Nemo, whichever one of those is last, either Incredibles or finding Nemo, like anything before that, I'm just like obsessed with just because <laughs> I loved it so much as a kid. So I mean, it is like, it was a very fresh, like interesting world building exercise. It was competing with like the edgier ants, which I actually never saw. Um, I hated that movie. But yeah. So I mean, one of them dies, which I wasn't into. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, a bug's life is there. I'm just, I was just like pretty surprised to see it in top three, but that's great to each their own. Um, and then I think we both just kind of accidentally raised this up more than we wanted it to because we have Toy Story, which you had at four, I had at six. Um, so now it takes. Oh, I guess it's that. It's right where you wanted it, huh? Because we're at four right what? now. So Oh, we're at four? Okay. So yeah. wait. So let me think. So Toy Story is at four. So yeah. then what is left? Oh, okay. 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 I see where this is going. Yeah. Um, you should have seen this the instant you put your pen to paper to write this. <laughs> um, 
Toy Story? Yes. I mean, a great movie. Love Toy Story. It's the original. It's such a fun idea. The Pizza Planet scene. Uh, Sid. Yeah. I love Tim Hallen and Tom Hanks. Like, the, I think the the voice great talent voice. of the two yeah. of them is fantastic in all of the Toy Story movies. And I think yeah. is another reason why Toy Story 4 isn't as good. Because they don't get to play off each other as much as they do in the first three. No, it's true. It's a lot of... It's a fun cast. It's a very clever idea. And it's a good... It's a good start to Pixar's, you know, reign as animated kings. But um, let's just get into it. Uh, your number one pick is Monsters, Inc. Of every Pixar movie ever made, all 22, you put Monsters, Inc. first. Um, is that is that correct? Yes? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. What did you <laughs> this rank was, it? This was number nine for me. It's like a fine movie. I am just... I'm frankly shocked like i'm still reeling that like inside out didn't even crack your top 10 and that this this took the crown for you let me tell you why monsters inc is the best pixar movie number one the if we're talking about voice talent it is amazing we have john goodman billy crystal steve buscemi jennifer tilly like all of those people have great voices and they also have really good comedic timing so this is such a funny movie Roz is hysterical. Mike Wazowski's so funny. The like, just laugh out loud. And also, you have Boo, who's so cute. I think that the world building in this is so original. That you have these monsters who, the way that they're powering their universe is through scaring kids, and they have to go into these doors, into the bedrooms at night, and scare them. But then they're actually terrified of little children, which is a whole different added element. I love the kind of um, like. Uh, secret uh, like heistiness of that they have to get this kid back in without anybody yeah. finding out. I think that Monsters Inc. is one of the few Pixar movies that has a really good villain in it in the Steve Buscemi like Randall character. I also love the final sequence where they're going in and out of all of those doors that are flying around yeah. in that giant warehouse. Like that is such a fun and clever action sequence. So I just feel like Monsters Inc., is great on like every single level the score is really good it won best uh song that year at the oscars (laughs) like i just love monsters inc so much no i mean i get it i think you make a good case for it i think where we differ is that i'm like more like you know because i think probably because they didn't like grow up attached to these i'm i'm working through the psychological breakdown of this but um I think I just care more about like the emotional, like an emotional story and you gravitate towards humor first. Is that a fair assessment? You know, I think in in some ways, but I mean, my number two choice, which we haven't gotten to yet, I think is like probably the most emotional of the (laughs) Pixar movies. So, or close to it. So, um, I don't, I mean, I think I like it when when um pixar does emotion but i think that yes because i saw monsters inc as a child and it it impacted me in a way that i think if had i seen it at the same time that i saw some of these other movies that are more emotional maybe i would have liked it less but as a child i thought it was hysterical and i still think it's really funny and i think it does have emotion in it it's just not the same like sucker punch that comes with like up or inside out Yeah, so then we have the inverse where you ranked it at number eight, and this is my number one pick. It's The Incredibles, which I just love this movie. I think it does 
I think it does a really good job of being different than most children's films. Like it's about a marriage, basically. The main stars are this couple, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. I like this idea that the superheroes are forced into hiding. Like I think it has such interesting concepts that even as like a kid, I was able to enjoy. But even as an adult now watching it again, I'm like, wow, I really like the layers to this film. And it just has a lot of fun things going on. I think like you pointed out with Monsters, Inc., I really like the villain in The Incredibles, Mm -hmm. um, which is a very interesting angle where he's just like this kid who held on to a grudge throughout his life. And I think just the action of it all, like it's just very vibrant. Like all the characters are having so much fun. And I think that's why it like stays at the top of the pack for me because there's just so much packed into this movie that it feels like it could be a live action it feels like it could be for kids it feels like adults can all gather around and watch it so i don't know i just love it and the score too is just phenomenal the fight scene is so good the art direction that's sort of like a 70s kind of thing i really like also holly hunter as a voice (laughs) actor is just great as elastigirl edna mode is iconic um, well, then why is it at number eight for you? I know your argument is that all like the top twi- 14 are great, but it's like, I mean, you know, you put some, you put like Ratatouille above this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I love Ratatouille. <laughs> I'm looking at my list. I think there is a, I think that there is like categories and everything <laughs> between nine and four for me, like could easily be interchangeable based on the day. Like That's I really like all work, of them. Okay. I mean, yeah, but but I'm just saying they're all that good. (laughs) It's not like eight for me is like, oh, well, that was bad. And five for me is a lot better. It's like Toy Story 3 and Incredibles and Toy Story 2 and Ratatouille and um, Finding Nemo are all movies that I would like list in the same pack together. And I think they're all great. Okay, well, then we come to our number one, which was number two for you. And number eight for me, it was 2017's Coco. And I think this proves that Coco really probably is the best Pixar movie in the fact that (laughs) neither of us saw it as a kid, and yet both of us ranked it so high. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. Yes. Yes. It stands, whether, like, I don't know if it's the best kids movie, but I think it's, like, as a movie itself, it is phenomenal the animation is amazing the story is good the music's so good it's funny but it's heartwarming and then the end is just like so gut-wrenching yeah I mean I didn't necessarily like love this movie when I saw it I appreciated it like I thought it was really beautiful and like how it first of all honors the culture and then yes how it's like animated and um the music itself but I just like I didn't like it didn't vibe with me. (laughs) I don't know. It just kind of felt like they could have streamlined it a little better. Like I feel like it got lost in that like um, in the universe a little bit and it came home to like the big sad number with the grandmother. But yeah, it wasn't like all there for me. I mean, I did give it number seven because I think it's like a very beautiful film, but it wasn't. I mean, I just think looking at these Pixar movies, I could write off quite a few of them and not miss them but the fact that also they didn't really use big name talent for coco they just 
shows yeah. people who are actual good vocal artists who are also Hispanic, I think is yeah. is what makes it really fantastic in that uh, way that all of the voice actors are really strong. You don't have anybody who's in there just for their like celebrity status. It's a movie that has really good kind of twists to it, I think, um, in different ways. It has like the whole family who's like um, in the like in the day of the dead world who's like trying to chase him down are all so funny. Like there's a, <laughs> there's good comedic value, but at the same time, it's really poignant. And yeah, yeah, just the animation of it and the art of it all is so like mesmerizing to watch. Yeah. I Coco was is the movie for me where I, you know, after like Wally and Up and all of these sequels, I was sort of like, whatever, like I'm kind of over Pixar. I haven't liked any of their movies that much since the beginning. And then I went and saw this with my family over Christmas a couple of years ago, just like because they wanted to see it. And I was so taken with it and just loved it so much that one, it sort of made me look at all of the other Pixar movies that have come out in the past 10 years and be like, okay, y'all needed to do better because like Coco is at a quality level that the rest of them aren't. But also it just, yeah, I was just so like taken with it emotionally as an adult. And I feel like that doesn't happen. Like the older you get, I think the less movies you feel like actually impact you emotionally. (laughs) Yeah. And And when one does, that's when you know like, okay, this is really great movie. When you see something like Lady Bird and like it changes the way that you look at things because- as you get older, that happens less and less. So yeah. that's another reason why I loved Coco. The fact that Coco could come out and I could have it be number two in a whole pile of movies <laughs> that I love from my childhood, I think speaks a lot for it. Yeah. I mean, so just to summarize, uh, your top five were... Um, I lost your list. My top five were, starting from number five, Toy Story 3, Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Coco, and Monsters, Inc., Mm, right 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 and my top five were (laughs) Incredibles 2 Toy Story 2 Finding Nemo Inside Out and The Incredibles oh so did we have any so we didn't have any overlap oh no no not at all yeah no not even close (laughs) but we had a lot of overlap at the bottom of the list so glad (laughs) we all agreed there I thought for sure that I was gonna that you were gonna love Wally or or Inside Out and I was gonna have to deal with that so I'm glad that I don't have to I mean, I do love Inside Out. You're the, or not Inside you're Out, the Up. problem there. Up. Wally and Up. Those were the two. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think my general feelings on Pixar is like, maybe they're a little overrated. Like, I mean, I think that they do enough good that it's like, okay, I'll allow it. Like, they do, they do pull through quite a bit. But I think in general, there's like an overhype there that I'm like, you guys need to revisit some of these Disney films. Like, I think... There's some truly stunning animation, some great characters, some emotional moments in Disney animated that just gets overlooked because, oh, it's cheesy princesses and like racist 1950s movies. And so I think one day we'll have to rank all the Disney animated films. Well, the thing with Disney animated is that they really haven't been like doing them very much yeah. recently. I mean, no, for sure. so it's, it's a, yeah, it's a genre that really hasn't happened. And I think that, yeah, those like 1990s animated Disney movies are fantastic. And the run that's like Aladdin and Lion King and Hercules and Pocahontas, like all of the Hunchback and Notre Dame, like that whole stretch I think is great. But then there's also some of those like 
older ones that are just like a little bit on the boring side. <laughs> and I think, and there's yeah. just so many more of them that when you're lumping in like Fox and Hound and Bambi with some Aww. of the, with Mulan, it's like, okay, well maybe not where Pixar, I think for a while had basically like an unimpeachable resume. And yeah. then within the last 10 years, I think they've screwed that up a little bit. So I'm not yeah. a person who's like Pixar can do no wrong. But I think that Pixar does have a lot of really strong movies. So yeah. hopefully they're back on the right track. Yeah. And I mean, if you have Disney Plus, you can watch all 22 films and come to your own conclusions right now in quarantine. So yeah, send us your rankings. I would be interested <laughs> to see what other people think. For sure. Well, we'll be back next week. Again, we don't know what we're talking about because <laughs> this is the end times and who knows. But uh, we'll be back on Tuesday for a pop culture roundup. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about something. If you have thoughts on what we should cover, send us an email. Send us a message on social media because we've been getting some of those, which has been helpful. Um, yeah, follow us on social media. Leave us a review. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.